Hi, Leah here. Just wanted to pop in and say I'm sorry the episode's late. I haven't been feeling well and we wanted to have a Tony's discussion. I also wanted to issue some trigger warnings of abuse of all and any kind in this movie. I will put timestamps for when we speak about it prominently, but we might mention it uh, sort of in passing otherwise. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we're watching movie musical and then we talk about it. We are in psychedelic 70s September, closing the show out with The Who's Tommy. Do you have any history with this movie or The Who? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, again, this is similar to to um the previous movie that we covered, which is yeah. Why would I? What would mm. ever possess any of my parental units to? This isn't something that they would show regularly on television as well. I think like this would be mm. a special event. So I don't think um, there would have been any reason for me to ever see anything like this. I mean, I'm of course familiar with the songs of The Who. I mean, I don't think I would have gotten through that. I wasn't familiar with any of these songs, though. It's it's not like um, Pink Floyd, where like I was familiar with songs from The Wall, despite not having watched The Wall film. This one, right. not one was familiar to me at all. Never heard <laughs> it in my life. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That, sure. That's not a slight to the who, I'm it's just entirely saying. Fair. No, like, no, 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 it's entirely fair. It's entirely <laughs> fair. <laughs> How about you? Well, I, okay. I haven't seen, hadn't seen The Who's Tommy, but... I do know the Pinball Wizard song. I do know See Me, Feel Me. Or, yeah, See Me, Feel Me. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Also, I think my sort of introduction to The Who is as the theme songs to all of the CSI shows, which I'm currently doing a mega binge of the entire franchise. Well, okay, entire (laughs) franchise is a little bit is giving is saying a lot more because that's 800 and something episodes i'm i've like selected a couple of storylines that i want to follow anyways the point is there 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 are songs or the theme songs for each of the csis and i that's how i first knew them from um i've since listened to their music uh i like i said didn't know pinball wizard but also i think elton john has that cover somewhere in his discography and it, I think they played it in um what is that movie that we watched Rocket Man um so I'm, I'm starting to that. consider it because I do recall him wearing an outfit reminiscent of the pinball mm-hmm. wizard 
in the I yeah. don't know if they they might have played it to be very honest they might have the song has subsequently been performed by Tara Negaton who portrayed Elton John in the film Rocket Man so I take it back I've apparently heard Pinball Wizard before um, yeah. but me not knowing that it was uh, from the Who specifically just removed it from my memory <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's fair uh, speaking of Elton John, he has a cameo, as does Tina Turner, as does mm-hmm. um, Jack Nicholson, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those are the names that I know. And then, like, Tommy himself is played by the lead singer of Who. So, that's cool. Eric Clapton is also there. Fairly star-studded event. Fairly, but... Um... Wait, was no, it wasn't. Was it? I was, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking of. I was like, wasn't um, the wall star studded? But then I was like, no, it wasn't. Even if it was, yo, I don't, <laughs> don't think I. <laughs> like my brain, just I don't know. The, the too much work. It just evaporated the brain there. cells. Like, <laughs> yeah, cannot find it. Like, this one is so much easier to follow, Um, not only, like, literally, but, like, um, also just visually, you know what I mean? Anyways, we'll get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, uh, this movie is based on the rock opera from 1969 from The Who, much like the wall film was made several years after the wall album um but this was made in 1975 and it has a similar opening theme except they take it in different directions in that there is a war and the father Mm -hmm. dies but we'll get Mm -hmm. to that so in our initial like actually (laughs) when it started i was like not again not again. Please. Please. The I can't do this back. again. I can't. And then it like went somewhere else and I was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I couldn't, I fully could not have done it. If I'm being honest, I would have been like dead. Like I would have been like evaporated from like the earth's surface. Ah, gosh. Anyways, yes. We start with the war. <laughs> yeah so we uh we first meet tommy's parents uh and and i mention it because we open on a sundown which can also be like indicative of what's coming uh but we see that tommy's mother and father are very much in love they're in like this Oasis. Well, not really. They're like in the mountains and it's like this beautiful spot. There's a waterfall and they're just like intensely like kissing and like having all of these like peaceful, loving moments with each other. They're like in a house dancing together, but then there's the war and the war is happening and bombs are coming down and they like Tommy's mother is 
uh, I think her name is Nora. Yeah, her name is Nora. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's father is known as Captain Walker. We never get his first name. He goes to fight in uh, Captain Walker. Goes to fight. He's a fighter pilot, a bomber pilot um, in World War II. And we get this kind of intro prologue that doesn't really have uh, a whole lot of words. Um, Mm -hmm. But his uh, plane ends up being uh, shot down. And his mother seems to be working on a line that uh, produces uh, the the bombs themselves you f- they fill them with pellets I don't know but uh, she gets a letter stating that uh, Captain Walker is uh, presumed dead missing in action and that's Captain Walker she faints and then I think the next thing that we immediately see is victory day um, there's like streamers and confetti in the streets through a window and we see that Nora is actually giving birth to Tommy at this point who is he, he, he's literally born on on victory in Europe day uh, so they're they're celebrating she looks exhausted and also like the prospect of having to raise this child on her everyone's celebrating and she looks like she's about to like fall into depression um so it goes from like captain walker na, 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 to like it's a boy na, 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 etc <laughs> we fast forward uh five years so tommy is a young boy now and we see them standing uh, outside of this memorial uh, to when the bombs fell. I think I think it's it's Poppy Day because um, they're wearing poppies. And his mother has a little cross that she places into the ground uh, in remembrance of Tommy's father. Um, she seems to be doing okay she seems a bit dazed at the same time i don't think she's like Mm. ever fully recovered herself from the loss of um her husband it seems that i don't know what motivates her to do it but she takes tommy to go to a holiday camp and and this is where we get the introduction of Frank, who's like a teddy teddy boy uh, of the times, you know, with the slick back hair and like the the jacket, and like they're all wearing green coats. They seem to work at this holiday camp. Um, mm-hmm. He introduces himself to Tommy as Uncle Frank, and seems to like try to get in chummy with him. Mm-hmm. As a ploy to get closer to Nora because he wants to be with her. Um, <laughs> it, it it works basically. Yeah. Um, and this is this is Bernie's holiday camp. So we see like people are having like activities. There's swimming. There's like a 
uh, best leg competition. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> and uh, Nora wins. I was that yeah. It yeah. was like I I also like vaguely clocked it. I was like, wait, were we at a pageant? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he seems to like cozy up to Nora during this stay. They dance together and Nora confesses like, you know, kind of missed the touch of a man, which if she hasn't like been with anyone since, you know, her her husband was presumed dead, then you know, five years is a while uh, for a young woman. So, yeah. I mean, I like this whole beginning thing I was like this is fine I don't see like this is she's she's a single mother she's not cheating yeah. on anybody like this is a fine intro oh how the tables turn the turn tables so <laughs> so when leaving the holiday camp they actually end up leaving with Frank. Um, Tommy is like proclaiming like, oh, he's going to run a holiday camp one day, you know, um, he's going to wear an ice cream coat. And I'm bringing this up because it comes back in the future. Um, mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff, he's like so excited. And Frank ends up leaving with them and going to Nora's house. Um, we, I'm not sure how long they're together it seems almost immediate like within the Mm. same day kind of a thing (laughs) when they get back (laughs) but Nora's like asking Tommy like what do you think of Frank you know um I think he'll be good for you like almost like as good as a dad you know if you want him to be um and when Nora and Frank go out um, into the other room they're like oh 51 seems like it's gonna be a good year and they seem to be settling down to bed but then like silhouetted in the doorway we see Captain Walker he has returned it's taken him five years to recover from whatever happened to him when his plane crashed but we see that he's like pretty badly burned on one side of his face so maybe it extends to other places don't know don't get that far he goes into Tommy's room makes like he's gonna touch him but doesn't but I think his presence is enough to wake Tommy up because he Tommy ends up getting out of bed to follow um, the shadow of his father who goes into Nora's room and the, I don't know what he's so upset about like um, <laughs> like unless Nora knew ahead of time and was just like I can't be with you for the it's been several years was she just yeah. meant to stay a widow forever I don't know but he's like shouting at her she's shouting back Frank gets up and hits him across the neck head area with a lampshade yeah. uh, which ends up killing him which Tommy then sees uh, the aftermath mm-hmm. of all of this the beginning 
Yeah. This is where the trauma begins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is the literal moment. That's what about the boy? What about the boy? What about the yeah. boy? Son at all. And um, they turn around and they're like, you didn't see anything. You didn't hear anything. You can't, don't say anything. And like, they repeat that over and over. Essentially sending him into a, like a catatonic state with, because uh, he just, he becomes blind and deaf and he can't speak. And like, but it's all like a psycho somatic is that the term psychosomatic yeah that's yeah his brain is like no you can't see anymore you were told never to see you will never see and we can see like in his head his parents try to go on as if it's all fine and they go on like family trips but we can see as he's having his amazing journey um he's like having these adventures with his father he's in a plane with his father um at the at the beach his father is like holding on to a shiny uh ball we don't know what that is until later he's not present with them at all christmas is when they become concerned like like significantly we can see that frank is drinking more tommy's mom is handing out presents but they're concerned about the state of his soul his eternal soul because apparently he he doesn't know who jesus is you know he's probably gonna go to hell and whatnot and i'm just like why would y'all need to be concerned with the state of your own souls if i'm gonna be very honest like you're so worried about your son I'm like, your son didn't murder anyone and then tried to cover it up. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know who Jesus is or how to pray or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, and there's a chorus of people being like, how can he be saved? Or something like that, but yeah. Which is also like, the- when did the religious, when did you become religious? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, when did you become so concerned with being pious? I think they're like projecting at this moment. They're like, oh, like we did a terrible thing, which has resulted in this child, like, being what is, I mean, I think like the views on disability then, um, are significantly different to now so like like they caused this child to become disabled you know and maybe if we can like have Jesus touch his soul it can like bring him back or whatever Um, which is what they attempt to do when he's like older um we don't necessarily know how much time has passed because Roger Daltrey is a full adult. Um, but I'm yeah. going to assume Tommy is like a late teenager. Um, uh, sure. Why not? To early man. As an adult, uh, he is still in his deaf, blind, mute state. Nothing has changed. 
his his mother brings him to this church uh church question mark it <laughs> it's like a temple dedicated to Marilyn Monroe Marilyn Monroe <laughs> I was like, I was like what is happening <laughs> it reminds me of you know what it reminds me of the church from Sweet Charity where they were just like mm, yes. a bunch of hippies under underground just like worshipping funk you know um, yeah. but this is a different level of idolatry <laughs> Because they have a giant statue of Marilyn Monroe just wheeling up. I was like genuinely lost. I was like, is this a, no, (laughs) this is not a church. This is not a Marilyn Monroe church. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is not what I'm seeing. But no, it is. It is. Um, Okay. (laughs) I'm. I'm still very confused about what I'm confused as to what Eric Clapton was doing in that scene because I'm pretty sure he knows how to play guitar but he was just not faking it for anything my guy was just he had the guitar in his hands and he was just not trying I anyway um, you know what that's none of my business they made the movie so um this is this is during um eyesight to the blind by the way um (laughs) i mean even the communion is like pills and whiskey like i don't know what this um was meant to I'm pretty sure this is meant to be some kind of a critique on religion, which is funny considering how this movie ends, but you know, whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, whatever. I almost said Tony, like his name isn't the title of this movie. Tommy um, <laughs> is led by his uh, mother after a bunch of people go up and touch the Marilyn Monroe statue to like try to get grace from her or whatever not. The blessing cannot reach him properly. He knocks the statue over. Um, it shatters. I'm pretty sure that doesn't technically happen because they're kind of alone when this happens but I think it's meant to be more like a reflection of like how this pressuring him to like try and find religion it's not real it's not uh, going to be the thing that helps him and again considering how this movie ends up I don't know about that but yeah that's that's Nora's attempts and then Frank's Frank's attempt um so Frank has Tommy working oh, in boy. this working in this like a, a brothel I guess it is he like is just in charge of like parsing out brochures but Frank's um co-worker slash uh, uh cousin uncle I don't know their relation specifically but brother maybe <laughs> I don't know but he seems to be like encouraging Frank 
to have Tommy go with this uh, prostitute known as the Acid Queen. Um, and she takes Tommy up to a room. And first I was like, oh, is she gonna oh, no. sexually assault him? Like, what is... Yep. Like, I what was is... also like, oh no, I don't. <laughs> I don't like the direction of this. I, <laughs> I mean... What happens isn't better, <laughs> like just to be clear. <laughs> but, um, so they get up to the room and she like just dumps him on the bed. And also, this is Tina Turner, by the way, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. belting her like face the off. first. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> she's like the first person to acknowledge the camera, so I feel like the LSD gave her something special. Um, because she is looking at us every time she spins around, like she's not playing mm-hmm. games. Um, but she is basically there to like administer LSD, um, or whatever drug is in that, uh, in that syringe to syringe. Tommy, um, to see if it can bring him out of his state. And we can see, like, again going back to religious imagery he's like locked in this iron maiden that then like pumps him full of full of drugs and he when he's revealed like the first time he has all of these like poke holes in him that are bleeding and he has like one on his head and he's like wearing a towel very jesus suffering mount sinai-esque imagery yeah um and yeah. Ross and also poppies. <laughs> yeah, also poppies. Which again is tying back to imagery of his father um, because he associates like poppies and war and his father and, and all of this stuff and, and like sacrifice and like, death. So he is like on the brink, um, doesn't really know what's happening, probably feels like he's dying. When yeah. Frank eventually Meanwhile, comes, Tina Turner is just like, "As a queen." Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know? Honestly, it's such a good sequence. I mean, I hate what she's that she's like drugging this man, but like, such yeah. a good. I just liked it. I just liked seeing her. Like, so when Frank enters, he now we now see like through the perspective of grounded reality um, that Tommy is still fully clothed on the floor having had um, LSD administered to him uh, from the acid queen who is just there shimmying over him (laughs) very very strangely (laughs) very concerning display um, but he's still deaf and mute and blind that hasn't changed we can see that Tommy can kind of see himself but only himself when he looks in a mirror and his yeah. his parents like ultimately decide they, they need like some time so they have this uh back and forth where they're like is it okay to leave Tommy with cousin Kevin it's not uh, it's not 
It absolutely is not. I mean, the the song that they go through like speaks for itself, cousin Kevin. It's yep. just yeah. This is where I was like, oh, okay. Back to the trauma. All right. Not as terrifying. I mean, equal, I don't know. Equally as terrifying, actually, because it's like, I don't, is he fantasizing about hurting him? No, he's hurting him. I mean, let's get into it. Like, say it. Okay, (laughs) cool. Because I'm like, I don't know if it's happening or if it's like, just fantasizing. I I think. And they... it's like really terrifying. It's like na 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 cousin, na 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 cousin, let me kill you cousin, na 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 cousin. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. I'm like, but can you stop, please? It, it's. I think. I I think he was actually doing those things to Tommy because Tommy wouldn't be able to complain. Uh, like. How would he tell? And that's the thing. That's the thing that he's like attracted to. Yeah. Is the idea of like absolutely harming this person within an inch of their life um, with no repercussions because that person can't really say anything or identify them or, I don't know. Very poignant uh, look at how people with disabilities get uh, abused by caretakers sometimes because they have power and then again it happens but this time with uncle ernie (sighs) fiddle about and he's yeah yeah just like i mean the title says it all does it not fiddle about you (laughs) you hate it hate it for him yeah and like it's like where are you finding these very degenerate relatives like what the fuck do you not have a nice aunt like a nice little grandma who's willing to just like knit like patiently whilst tommy is just like hanging out like could you not do that the only thing i mean i disliked several things about this let me be clear (laughs) because i was about (laughs) to say the only thing i disliked but like no it's big dislike but at the end when Frank and Nora come back from their from their evening out and Frank goes up the stairs mm-hmm. to Ernie um, and we see that like Ernie has had time to like sit back he's reading like a, a newspaper that has like I don't know gay times written on it which I think is meant to indicate like he's gay and I'm just like it plays into yeah. that stereotype of like uh, gay men being like yeah homosexuality being like depraved and like being child yeah. predators yeah. I'm just like yeah and I mean even though like physically Tommy isn't a child you can't like excuse like the 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 association mm-hmm. like he can't really fend for himself he hasn't really been taught how to at this point yeah and then eventually like rather than just leave him with anyone they just leave him in front of the mirror mirror yeah like they don't yeah do you think it's all right to leave tommy by the mirror and just like (laughs) Each time she's just like, "You think it's alright if we leave 
him in this obviously not all right situation. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and they leave. They didn't leave that night, but they weren't paying attention to him at all. So when the visualization mm-hmm. of the Tommies in the mirror come together to form a Tommy that the actual Tommy can then turn around and follow the actions of, he does so. And they don't notice until after he's gone, well <laughs> after. Um, but he ends up, Tommy, following this uh, impression of himself that he can see into like a car graveyard, a junkyard of some kind. And suddenly the image of himself vanished and he's left in the dark again. And he's fumbling about, he's falling, tripping over um, until he sees like this bright white circle that his father had been holding on and we discover that it's a pinball machine and Tommy is just rocking out on this pinball machine just like going at it like with his whole body I don't know how he understands what he's doing if he does at all but he seems to and the police who I'm guessing have been called to look for him uh, find him in this state his mother and Frank come eventually to, to pick him up. His mother looks so distraught and happy to see him. Frank follows the police officer to the scene where Tommy was found um, with a pinball machine. And Frank, an entrepreneur, I guess, has his wheels turning immediately. And Tommy is now a pinball money making maestro he's like he's yeah he's something from nothing to famous in a scene so like there was no in between there's no build up he's just like extra extra read all about it and he is famous yeah the like one of the first like insta influencers like before <laughs> tiktok before instagram like coming into fame real quick don't know what to do with the money don't know what to do with the fame don't know what to do with the repercussions of all of that especially because this is not you know a career that he sought after or anything like that it just sort of like happened to him Mm -hmm. very prophetic (laughs) Mm. tommy is just there to do the pinball elton john who was the former champ i guess is there to wear giant such big shoes like huge (laughs) huge Doc Martens um which he still has I think yeah I know he's there to sing pinball wizard (laughs) and play pinball with the keyboard top I couldn't I couldn't help when um, that was playing as I was thinking about <laughs> Tenacious D <laughs> which I'm okay. sure it, it sounds like Kickapoo to me it's just so anyway um, <laughs> Tommy is being hailed as a hero his mother is watching on television in this like fancy boom bought with Tommy's money. It is white as hell. I'm like, oh, 
I don't care how rich you are. Like, <laughs> oh, all that white. Terrifying. Like, you can't live there. You can't exist in that room. Like, any, like, mm-hmm. tiny blemish will be highly visible. The entire place is white. I don't know. It gives me anxiety. I'm like, no, can't do. <laughs> Doesn't matter for Nora. Um, she keeps no. switching the channels. I was so confused when the bean commercial first came on. I was like, <laughs> what? But then yeah. I recognized that it was in-world and I just had to wait it out. <laughs> but yeah, she can't watch her son be successful knowing that he's in like such a way potentially because of her actions. Um, yeah, so she can't, and like... successful is, you know, I feel a misnomer for that. More like being exploited because like he's he's I mean, got no yeah. real use for what he's like his fame at the moment. Nor does he even I don't. Nor do we even know whether or not he understands that's what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. He's just like playing pinball. <laughs> meanwhile, other meanwhile other people are like benefiting financially and I guess socially from it as well. Anyways, yes, she's like not coping very well with the exploitation that she's putting her son through um vicarious like with frank i guess there is um i was trying to describe the the what happens next (laughs) rivers of muck but yes in her frustration she throws the remote control at the television which causes the bubbles from the washing ad that she was watching to appear and arise at the end she starts swimming in it and then she it's like the what was it chocolate i think was one of them yeah the chocolate's the last one it's like the beans next the beans pour out of the tv and she's just slathering them and then the chocolate comes out and it's just everywhere yeah on the pillows oh my god disaster but then frank who always seems to be our gateway to reality comes in and we see that she is just writhing on the floor in her fur coat i guess and frank drunk just comes in like just sits on and watches her um frank uh the next day maybe uh seems to be very eager because they found a doctor for the boy you know they're gonna they're gonna heal him finally it's a promise and Nora's like sure sure yeah (laughs) she she doesn't (laughs) believe the doctor is Jack Nicholson he goes to treat uh Itami uh looking at his his eyes or whatever looking at all of the airs he needs to and eventually tells um his parents that rather than it being anything physical it is an emotional state I think here we get like the first um, part of like the see me, feel me song. Like it happens in between the rest of the song that Jack Nicholson's singing. And essentially he's like, uh, he sees himself in the mirror or something like that. He does like, he's like, yeah, the mirror is something that is helpful to him for some reason. His mother, Nora, um, just wants her son to respond like if it's if it's not a physical thing then 
why is he not like talking to them like can you hear me kind of a thing why do you only look at your reflection and she just snaps and ends up shoving him through the mirror um which i don't know how long the fall was but at least (laughs) there was a pool afterwards and having crashed through the mirror into the pool it seemed to be enough to wake him up because he just starts swimming uh which i'm guessing is something you just know how to do properly and then he runs off down the beach he's like i'm free and i want you to come with me and like they do this (laughs) I love the green screen running where it's like he's running up a wave. He's running across the beach. He's just running and and he looks back and it's like, oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm free. Da, 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 something, something. Reality. Through this run, he discovers like he must have a higher calling and he goes to lay on some rocks his mother eventually catches up with him and is like Tommy and for the first time in several months Tommy can see the I said several months I meant years um, but <laughs> Tommy can see he can hear his mother he can respond and he's like no, there's like a higher power calling us to this and he starts to remove all of her like jewelry and throw it away and like yeah. take off her rings and take off her fake but, nails but here like... Kim Kardashian like my earrings are <laughs> diamond earrings fell in the ocean and Tommy's like Courtney like Kim there's people that are dying mom <laughs> there's a higher calling get it together he ends up like baptizing his mother as well. Like he's like drags her into the ocean and dunks her in, and I'm like, bruh, okay, mm. all right. Um, so now, Tommy, like, cause his mother said earlier, like, they're going to revere you. You know, they're gonna they're gonna love the story of you, like how you were how you were blessed and all of these things and uh the whole family then starts to get in on it they do like a shoot for Tommy like how he was a former pinball wizard but now he's cured and people are like it's a miracle and now it's time for Tommy to become like the new messiah you know he's gonna start his 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 own religion um and like okay so at first it seems like he is in light like truly enlightened and i mean i guess he buys into his own shit but like uh like at first it, to me at least it seems very like you know i've been away from all of what binds us to this earth kind of psychologically um and so i have a much better understanding of like you don't fucking need all of these possessions and all these other things in order to you know live uh 
know, holy life. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah. very soon after, it's like, wait, what are you saying? Because he's not saying anything. <laughs> we get an, an instance of fanaticism through Sally Simpson. Sally. Well, Sally. I wish they had used like an older girl for like the second half of her story. It, uh, yeah, it I was I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like after the scar part, I'm like Did she not grow? Did she just get married? What? <laughs> Did she just get married? She's gonna have a baby now? Like what's happening? But yeah, it's it's basically this young girl um decides to defy her parents to go out and see Tommy, um, who they told her not to go and see. Um and it is a the show itself because it is a show it's not just like oh he's coming to preach it's like a whole uh, scenario where it's like part controlled by Frank and he Tommy is it's like a rock show I guess it's like all of the televangelists Except, like, rather than it being, like, standard gospel, it's just, like, rock uh, gospel instead, you know? It's like a glam Uh, rock little church moment. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Sally ends up getting, like, kicked from the the stage. She gets a scar across her face. She ends up getting married young and all this, like, a warning. Uh, Meanwhile, Tommy is just up hang gliding the shit out of everyone you know because he's <laughs> gonna be a sensation um, of course he's been catatonic for most of his life why does he know how to hand glide why would you just <laughs> let him anyway it's not my business really like after like hang gliding over these different groups of people and like having them like dance for him and want to come and hear his word he begins to welcome people into their house um, to break bread with him to feast with him you know like Jesus did whatever but there are too many people there's too much Um, so Tommy asks um, Frank to build an extension no expense responsible so Frank is like no expense okay so uh, him and Uncle Ernie uh, like concoct his plan to make money from those seeking Tommy's religious um, engagements and enlightenment and it becomes like a full production to the point that it they, they sing the Tommy's Holiday Camp song now they have merch they have like people that are paying for like I guess VIP passes I don't know um, like trying to trying to fast track their way to heaven. I don't know, but Tommy is out like dealing with uh people in wheelchairs, um trying to share his enlightenment with them. Meanwhile, there's a angry crowd of people that are so upset by like the prices of his merch constantly going up that they can't afford it, and they're like, "This is not what we came here for. Your teachings aren't reaching us." Yeah, this is all a lie. You're a lie. And Tommy's like, no, no. I'm not a lie. Here, I have pinball machines. Like, 
you know where to put the glasses on, you know where to put the plugs in your ears and the one in your mouth, you know how to do it. Um, and then you go and you play pinball and you just keep scoring. And they're like, this is bullshit. This is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Man's got me playing pinball and not seeing, hearing, tasting anything. And I'm just like, yeah, because he's trying to expose you to what he had to live with. That was the whole point. But you know what? Yes. It's whatever. Sure. Like, sure. <laughs> but at the same time, it is fairly useless. Because, like, there's no, there's no message accompanying it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I... It's like so. Sh- it's like on a very shallow. It's just shallow. I don't know. There's like no like true like anything that he's saying that accompanies this like. Okay, this is how I reached enlightenment. What is enlightenment? What does that entail? And further from like this moment of me, you know, uh, simulating your experience for a short period of time what do i gain from that they're like we like what are you saying which is like what i, I was like yeah what is his message <laughs> like what what are we about tell me tommy what are we about he can't tell us but, <laughs> but yeah and they're um, like we're not gonna take it <laughs> when i when they destroy everything it's like I was like, did they make We're Not Gonna Take It? Oh my god, same. We're Not Gonna Take It, it's a different song. It's a different song. Same, 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 same. Uh, Absolutely same. But they start to riot. They start to get irate. They kick in pinball machines, kick them down, set fire to things. One of them ends up um, killing Frank. Nora ends up dying as well. And they fall, and Tommy is so distraught. He he begins to sing to them while he's mourning them. While he's doing like the see me, feel me, uh, heal me. Um, But he can't bring them back, so he leaves them to just burn, I guess, in the rubble. Natural cremation, you know, the works. And he ends up running off, takes a boat. And he ends up following the path backwards that his parents took over these mountains uh, to the song Listening to You um, until he's standing at the peak of the mountain watching the sunrise and raising his arms with it. And yeah, it's now kind of like real God. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's like mm-hmm. worshiping God, God, and not like his pinball something, whatever. He's like, I'm enlightened now. Now, now I know. <laughs> now <laughs> I know. Now I actually am enlightened or whatever. And that's how it ends with him like in the waterfall, like, yes. And now the movie's over. Let's get into the ratings. So, our standard rhetoric, three multiples of five. We'll get right into it, starting with music and choreography. 
choreography light. Uh, there wasn't really any in this movie um, apart from coordinated movement so we're just gonna discount that as for the music <laughs> um, it is a rock opera I so because this was about the Messiah my brain was automatically like comparing it to Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> just um just like the messianic figure and also the rock was just like this is very much you need to um but i would say for music i don't i didn't strongly dislike any other thing i felt like it flowed uh fairly well with this visual story they were trying to tell i think they did like re-edits of um some of the stuff uh, along the way just like you know to like make make it fit the story because they changed um I'll, get, I'll talk about that in story actually just focusing on music they added in extra songs I think which helped uh make it uh, cohesive and coherent um and I didn't thoroughly dislike any of the tracks but it was just that none of them like stood out necessarily except for uh tina turner's and elton john's but i guess that's because they yeah. were <laughs> they were specials in the movie um so i would say for music i would give uh 3.75 out of giant Elton John Doc Martens cool I agree I think uh, the music was functional and it worked and it was good uh, you know technically speaking um, I like the sound it sounded cool also don't really particularly remember too many songs. Of course, I remember See Me, Feel Me, and Ball Wizards. I also wrote before <laughs> this. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, uh, and as a queen, actually, I kind of know it, having heard it. I'm like, mm, maybe I've heard it once before. Uh, but yeah, I liked it, the music. Uh, I will give it a 3.75 Elton John Doc Martens as well. Nice. Alright, so next we have Story. It was easy to follow. Like, for some things, I was like, how did we get here? What level of time is, you know how I feel <laughs> about the delivery of time frames in musicals and yeah. how sometimes I wish there just was one because I had a difficult time determining how much time had passed in this film because suddenly Tommy was a child and then suddenly Tommy was a uh, adult man so it, it would indicate that a lot of time has passed we don't know how long uh, abuses have been happening to him we don't know how I don't know if Frank was gonna put up with it forever 
um, like settling into the fact that he would be caring for an, an adult child for the rest of his life. I don't know. But I would say in terms of Tommy's journey and, and the way it was represented, I would say 3.75 out of 5 um, right. Marilyn Man Monroe statues. I almost said Marilyn Manson is a totally different person. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the story was way easier to follow than last uh, episode. Um, not to compare, but we're here, you know. Um, but it also very much reminded me of that Powerpuff Girls episode that we did a commentary <laughs> track on for our Patreon. Because this is what that episode, I guess, was based on. There's a lot of, like, crossover with the red flowers maybe looking like the poppies a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. With the fake messiah-type character in the gnome. Also, sonically, like, just, it sounds like they watched like this movie they watched tommy and said bet and then they wrote this um episode that episode i mean with all the criticism that i have for that episode and how it doesn't make sense but um just like a lot of it felt like that and it, it took me a little while to realize what it was because i was like at the beginning i was like does, there's something about this that feels so familiar, that sounds so familiar. And then it just, it came to me, it's fucking Powerpuff Girls, See Me, Feel Me, Know Me. <laughs> it's called See Me, Feel Me, Know Me. Come on. Anyways. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is true. That, that was right? probably very intentional. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, that was a part of like i enjoyed it a little bit for that um but the story itself yeah made sense i you know i think it there's some stuff that they sort of touch on that we still deal with like mm -hmm. the uh stand culture that <laughs> that was all about tommy and create making him into a religious figure um mm -hmm. and Still, it's very, like, like I said earlier, prophetic in some of its, uh, in some of its approach to these topics, uh, or at least in what they choose to focus on regarding these topics. It's not, it, it just, it's stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, that happens. Like, it's not too far off, like, you know. Um, so, anyways, the story was good. Uh, so I'll give it, I'll give it 3.75 as well 3.75 marilyn monroe statues of when she like the seven year itch like greater white dress blowing up statue <laughs> that's what it was enough overall enjoyment i enjoyed it question mark i mean again there were parts that i could do without um sure uh but I think I think it was fairly good overall. Like I didn't 
hate it. So <laughs> again, it, it's it's difficult to articulate because the the movie did make me feel things, but again, it's just like another uh, a man trauma. I don't know how to put it in a different way. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. like they just yeah. continue to like heap the abuses on him, and then he recovers. He recovers his sight and his self, and then. Everything burns down um, because he can't fulfill the wishes of the people. So a 3.75. That'll be fine. <laughs> so three whole pinball machines and then like a mini disc. I don't know. Um, Fair enough. All right. I I enjoyed it, you know. Um, it, it, it falls, I guess, under for me, under like some of those movies that we watched that I'm like it wasn't an awful experience like I didn't I won't <laughs> I won't be yelling about it I won't be like giving them zeros but I wasn't also like I wasn't like living you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so yeah I know it, it was there and it happened and I can totally see it having been um, influential in some way to like some people and stuff like that uh, when it came out and probably still now who knows um, there's also like a Broadway stage version of this so it's a story that people want to see these these are songs that people want to hear I think they're decent I think it's fine I'd be interested to see what the stage show looks like but overall I just it was just like it happened mm-hmm. and I was there um, so I'll give it 3.5, 3.5 pinball machines. Now is the part of the show where we tell you things we'd like you to know. Now it's time for obsessions. Da-da. Uh, okay, this is a section of the podcast where we talk about things we like in theater and musicals, and obviously we have to have some Tony's talk because that happened recently, and that is within the things of things that we talk about. So that's what we're going to talk about as well. Uh, I will start off by telling y'all the things that I've been obsessed with this week this couple weeks first of all bridgerton the musical yes 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 yes. it's been on repeat (laughs) so good (laughs) it's so good like i just for a concept album and not even just for a concept album just in general but especially for a concept album it feels like like full with like all of the instruments even though it's just like essentially two voices throughout the whole thing I just ah so amazing I I think the only thing that would have like uh bumped it up like a notch for me is if they had like one male voice to sort of differentiate because sometimes in the in the duets I'm like I don't know who's singing what because I've never watched Bridgerton so like whatever references they're making to each character completely lost on me um so I'm just hearing pretty people sing 
pretty things with their pretty voices. So, but very good. I recommend it 100%. Like I said, on repeat. Um, Another thing that I just found that I was like super excited about and have also been listening to on repeat, Jasmine Cephas Jones, who you may otherwise know as Peggy slash uh, Mariah Reynolds, has an EP, like a regular pop music or neo-soul EP that she released last year. And I just found it and it's so good. Like if you're a fan of like Aaron Allen Kane or even like uh, some of the earlier sort of singles from like Ella Eyre or Izzy Bizu, like that, so good. I love it a lot. <laughs> like I said, also on repeat. Another thing that's on repeat, Barbie Big City Big Dreams. We're gonna cover it. But Barbie, Big City, Big Dreams. I'm telling you, those songs are bops. Every single one of them. All of, I'm just, yeah, I loved it. The movie, it's like really great and cute and adorable. And the songs are really great. And uh, finally, I watched Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is a movie that we're going to talk about in a couple months anyways. But just wanted to say, I liked it. I thought it was an effective use of changing mediums. And I have other opinions that we'll get into when we get into <laughs> the episode, whenever we get into the episode. Um, but otherwise, stamp of approval, loved it. It is also now on my playlist of things that are on repeat. Now, time for the real discussion. The, the Oh, actually, no, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> one, one more thing. Bringing it back. One more thing. I can't go without saying this. Uh, The West End live show thing that they do every year or whatever happened. And specifically, I want to highlight Lucy St. Louis, who's playing Christine Daae in um, The Phantom of the Opera. I spoke about her before. She's the first Black Christine Daae. Uh, in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> and honestly, she's it just gorgeous woman, beautiful voice, so excited for her. Um, so yeah, those are all of the things. Listen, and I promise that is all of the things. The worst thing is that anytime I hear Christine now, I just think about a TikTok where it's like, what kind of musical theater fan are you are you a christine christine or are you a christine <laughs> oh oh that is very yeah all right so tony's talk let's get into it the tony's happened right, and people want things and people performed things yeah <laughs> um you you can find a list truly anywhere of the winners. Uh, I'm super happy for Moulin Rouge. I'm happy for Aaron Tveit, who was the only person who was nominated, but still had a chance of, like, losing, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, like, as a concept, so funny to me. But he won, so everything's fine. Um, the Inheritance won quite a bit. 
I, I, I've read the play and it's very long, but very good. So I'm not surprised there. I know um, about it. And it's like uh, Explain uh, for the Tales of Two Cities. Tale of the Tale of Two Cities? Is that what it's called? Yeah, so it's like majority all men um, characters who are like gay and it's kind of this wait was this on the west end yes it's like two it's a two-day show Ah, two or like a two performance show yeah it's it's very long there's part one and there's part two because i saw posters for it but i still never knew what it was about Two days? Yeah. You mean like I come it's, for one show? I promise you how And long then I have to come back for the next part. Yes. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you, are they the same actors in the both days? I would assume. Unless it's unless they do like you Listen, know, the first performance rough. is like a matinee, and the second one is like a regular, like seven eight PM so show. Rough. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna learn two plays? <laughs> I mean, it's just really long. It's one extended story of like you just... gay men in I think New York, um, living and AIDS and Listen, all of the I... things. <laughs> Okay, I'm just no because the only I'm I'm sure that's happened before multiple times, but it made me think of falsettos, mm-hmm. which was like three stories where it was like in trousers, mm-hmm. and then he continued it several years later. Well, they continued it several years later with um, March of the Falsettos, and then they continued it several years later with Falsetto Land. And then they combined much of the falsettos and falsetto land into the falsettos revival. Bruh. <laughs> but that was over the span of years. He wasn't doing two plays at once. <laughs> anyway, I'm just locked onto this. Continue. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, Adrian Warren won for Tina and. Speaking of, I watched (laughs) the Tina medley. Oh my fucking god! Like she's so good. Like I know she's good. Like and I, I knew she's good. I've seen performances of her before, but like, ah, born to play this role, lost it. Same. (laughs) It is definitely one of the highlights of all of the performances for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, okay. By the way, most of what won uh, at the Tonys, A Christmas Carol, Moulin Rouge, uh, and The Inheritance. There were a couple of jagged little pills um, floating about, and I think Tina, uh, Tina's like one of the only ones that w- isn't in that list that won something. Um, everybody else got multiple awards. Good for them, I guess. I don't know. Um, then performances we're going to get into the discussion in a moment but um (laughs) (laughs) performances i really liked the opening but it reminded me of like there's a school like thing that we did i don't even know what it was for i just remember learning these songs 
And uh, one of them was called the concert concert etiquette rap, like concert etiquette rap, the concert etiquette rap, a list of behaviors and tendencies, something 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 for you and me. Oh, and yeah. it's just like a bunch of lists. It's just a list of a bunch of things. Like when you come to a show, da 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 da. It's very oh, yeah. No. Anyways, you can look that up on your own time. <laughs> But that's what it reminded me of because there's a section within that performance, the opening, where he's like, Here are the rules to what's meant to happen. And it's like, Ma, jazz, and dancing, and tap. And I, I don't know, I loved it, but it also reminded me of that. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. was the person performing mainly, if I didn't mention that, which I don't think I did. Um, but he also sang You Matter to Me with Nicolette Robinson who he is currently dating. So that's cute. Any performances that you thought sure were standout and you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I'm just thinking about that Leslie Autumn Jr. performance with Nicole. When he started singing <laughs> mm-hmm. the duet with Nicolette, I was like, uh, uh, I forgot. I didn't forget that he could sing, but it's just like in between the beginning and that moment, I was just like, oh, I have forgotten <laughs> that, he could, <laughs> that he could do that to me mm. just immediately. Just, mm. um, yeah. Standout performances. Oh, I mean, you already mentioned uh, the Tina Turner medley. Um, mm. uh, I enjoyed seeing um, Audra McDonald and. Of course, Queen. I enjoyed seeing uh <laughs> I almost said Mark and Roger. <laughs> um, uh I see now now my brain is just like Mark and Roger. Their names are Mark <laughs> and Roger. What are their names? Oh my god. Adam Pascal and Anthony Adam Kraft. Pascal. Oh Jesus Christ. Um But you know, because the the banner said it'd been 25 years since Rent debuted on Broadway and I was like 25 years and Adam Pascal is still singing <laughs> it was 25 years ago he's yet to lose his voice like he's yet to lose it with all of that like scrolting like that gruff scrolting that he does love it for him I'm just, I'm just so impressed just because of his style of singing, and uh, I was just mm-hmm. like, wow. Because when he, when he did the like the mini high note in in America, all he did was raise his eyebrows, and I was like, an eyebrow raise <laughs> for a man. No, listen, <laughs> that wasn't even the right note. Don't don't come at me. But <laughs> still. Um, <laughs> There was a lot of duets. Oh, Adina and and Kristen. <laughs> oh yes, they sang for good. Yeah, they sang for good. Like they were barely holding it together. I feel like you can't ask them to sing anymore, Wicked. They're just gonna cry. <laughs> they're, just gonna, they're just like looking at each other and de- teary eyed. I'm just like I'm. I know that this means a lot to the both of you, but. I feel yeah. like if if you have to sing one more of these songs together, you're just gonna burst into tears. Um, uh, yeah, it happens every few years, and every few years, it's like 
Aw, look at them. They loved being on Wicked. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed the uh, final performance by Freestyle Love Supreme, which was basically just like a wrap up of all the performances that we saw, kind of. Um, and specifically the person... Okay, so I went in for Wayne Brady and he was there doing himself and I was like yes I'm living and then Anissa folds just started singing and I was just like I don't know who you are ma'am but oh my gosh oh my goodness I need more of you today so good um Christopher Jackson was there love that great performances <laughs> that's it and now time for the main topic. It's sad that we even have to Jagged Little Pill. To talk about this. I mean, Jagged Little Pill performed, and their performance was, I, I liked their performance, but it was so colored mm-hmm. by the fact that. So, for those unaware, those who might just be like casual musical um, observers don't really care um, in the Jagged Little Pill musical there uh, was a role that off-Broadway was specified as a non-binary slash trans character um, when it got to Broadway Lauren Patton um, who is a cis woman um, played the role and subsequently got nominated for a Tony for that role as a featured actress. Um, and she won. And there, in, in, in the time leading up to this, there has been like thorough like denouncement and gaslighting kind of talk where it's just like I, un- I understand that she's like originated the role on Broadway, but there were uh, non-binary and trans understudies that were readily available to play that role. And for her to be nominated for the role where like there's next, there's no <laughs> non-binary roles on Broadway. There's, there's yeah. the one. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was the things that were written into her character that are kind of non-binary experiences that helped promote and push her into the nomination in the first place that she now can claim this Tony and the character as hers is just Like, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember specifically, but it is, like, morally unfair that she won this, like, and is likely going to continue to play this role. It's just not... Yeah. I need a minute. (laughs) And I have... Cause I sure. I was in such I was in such a good mood like watching the Tonys you know just like watching the performances, and then she won. 
<laughs> not in a good mood anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I do distinctly remember when it was like Jagged Little Pill was still like off Broadway and stuff. And like some of the people that I follow were like super excited about, you know, is it Joe? It's Joe, right? Yeah. The name of the character. Yeah. They were super excited about Joe and like, they're like, you know, finally a role that I can play or a role that I can relate to. And then I slowly saw it because I wasn't really keeping up with Jagged Little Pill like that. But like, I slowly started seeing more and more people be like, they're acting like Joe wasn't non-binary. Like they're saying like we never explicitly said we didn't explicitly say it was you just interpreted it that way and i was like wait that fucking sucks like why would you do that like because again like you said a lot of what gave the show a lot of like sort of attention um and therefore like subsequent success was the fact that Joe was non-binary. Like that character had those experiences that people could relate to and sort of taking it away again um, and pretending like that's fine is like really, really shitty um, of them to do. Like, I, I assume they did that because they wanted to keep Lauren in the role when they went to Broadway without having to like explain why they're letting a cis character like a cis actor play a non-binary character and again shitty like you said there are they there are understudies and swings and people who could easily play that role they know the lines they know the songs they know the blocking like i saw one of the in a don't illegally record Broadway shows, but I saw one. <laughs> like, just a clip, just a clip of a non-binary person playing the role of Joe. And if mm-hmm. anything, they should have been the one nominated because that's what makes sense. But now it's just lesbians, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And also recently they they decided to sort of uh address it because it was the discussion was yes. happening for a long time and people were like, "Hey, please answer to us. You said one thing and you did another. What the fuck?" And they very very recently, like literally maybe a couple months at most, um acknowledged the discussion and started and said like you know, investigations and like, we're gonna really sit down and think about it, blah, blah, blah. All the stuff like, all the stuff like any person who, any sort of company and entity does, like says um, without having done any of the work yet uh, to sort of be like, hey, no, we're gonna address it at some point properly. Just not now, because we need to figure out if the allegations are true or whatever it is. Um, but to it just after having sort of like acknowledged it to then also then like continue for that like Broadway to uh, nominate 
Lauren and then award her is like going back at all of it. It's like, you did this for what? I'm just on their Twitter looking at their response again because I, I, I've forgotten it specifically. Um, mm-hmm. So they write, In Joe, we set out to portray a character on a gender expansive journey without a known outcome. Throughout the creative process, as the character evolved and changed between Boston and Broadway, we made mistakes in how we handled this evolution. In a process designed to clarify and streamline many of the lines that signaled Joe as gender nonconforming, and with them, something vital and integral got removed from Joe's character journey. Compounding our mistake, we then stated publicly and categorically that Joe was never written or conceived as non-binary. That discounted and dismissed what people saw and felt in this character's journey. We should not have done that. We should have instead engaged in an open discussion about nuance and gender spectrum. We should have protected and celebrated the fact that non-binary audience members saw in Joe a bold, defiant, complex, and vibrant representation of the community. For all this, we are deeply sorry. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, like, mm-hmm. they acknowledge that that was a thing on the 17th. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if Lauren didn't win, they would have corrected it. But now that she yeah. has, I don't know what's going to happen um, with the show. Hopefully this is not too much of a downer to end on. Um... <laughs> well, I mean, it can always be like sunshine and rainbows. Cause this is like an actual issue, yeah, I guess. This is, yeah, that's true. Um, well, okay. Well, this is the show. And we will be back <laughs> next month with spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Anyway. <laughs> Specifically, Doctober, um, which I'm kind of excited about because I have never seen Shop Treatment, which we'll be watching second. Um, but yeah, we're finally covering Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is probably one of the most obvious shows to cover for Halloween, <laughs> and yet we've managed for more than one year to be like nah (laughs) we have other ideas it was it was too classic it was too expected and now we're years into this i could be like it's it's time it's time to get it to do exactly so tune in for that super excited um you can follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMM Podcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TMMTMM Podcast. We have playlists for all of the songs that we like from all of the movie musicals that we watch. So long as they have a soundtrack on Spotify that I can put into a playlist. Um, if you go to Spotify and then you go to TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. You can email us uh, at tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com with you know, whatever, requests, things, I don't know. Um, That is it. That is all of the social media. Yes. 
If you feel like all of these links were a little bit overwhelming for you, do not worry. Just go to our Instagram or our Twitter and the link in bio is just a link tree type site where you can find all of the links and it's super convenient and you don't actually have to memorize anything even though most of everything that our social media is it's either tell me more tell me more podcast or tmm tmm podcast if in doubt um anyways that is it for psychedelic 70s september i hope you had a time I wanted to say enjoyed, but there is a lot of trauma this month that I don't know if enjoyment <laughs> is the thing to say. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast, I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adesia. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>